This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. MashaAllah, I think we've really kicked off. Alhamdulillah. Bismillah wa alhamdulillah. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. MashaAllah, tabarakallah. This evening we have three quarters filled with sisters and a quarter filled with the brothers. MashaAllah. That says a lot. Alhamdulillah. Even the volunteers. I think we have many more sisters I see there. MashaAllah, thank you so much for volunteering than the brothers. That having been said, do you know what? Yesterday I told someone that Iman channel is never late. If there is an event and they tell you we are kicking off at 6.30, 6.30 it is. If they say 6.45, 6.45 it is. If they say 7 p.m., 7 p.m. it is. I'm not too sure if I did say the mashallah and the inshallah and the tabarakallah and so on. So today we were tested. Tested with what? The greatest motivation. When things do not happen the way you want them to happen, you have to thank Allah. He just wants to see how you react. He knew that this was going to happen. He just wants to watch you. You either pass it or fail it. People could have gotten so angry, so upset, thrown a tantrum, made the brothers, the innocent brothers there feel so bad and get so upset. And still nothing would have changed. Nothing would have changed. What was meant to happen will still just happen. But you come, you cool down, you smile about it, you reach out to the brothers, you tell them, hello, the sound is not right, you know. You know, I'm a little bit upset, but the sound is not right, and you're still smiling. MashaAllah, tabarakallah. I'm not upset, by the way, not at all. I'm just giving you an example. Ajaballi amri al-mu'mini fa'inna amrahu kullahu lahu khayr. Amazing are the affairs of a true believer. You know who is Allah. You know He made you. You know that Allah is all-powerful. He is in absolute control of entire existence. And so the affairs of a true believer are amazing because everything that happens can only be good for a believer. That's what Allah says to us through the blessed lips of Muhammad Now, so many things must be going through our minds that, you know, I know really bad things that have happened in my life. I mean, you know, people have lost limbs, people are unwell, people are actually, they've lost loved ones, so many things. And you're trying to tell me that this is a good thing? To be honest, if you're a true believer, you will very quickly learn to extract the positive from the negative. That's true believer. When you have faith in Allah, Allah blesses you in so many ways. When, some, when you have done something wrong, Allah's blessed us by allowing us to blame shaitan. Have you ever thought of that? You know, imagine if I got to the side and started shouting and screaming and yelling a little while later, he said, brother, I'm so sorry, that was shaitan. He says, no, don't worry, I, I know that. You know, shaitan, very bad. No, it's okay. Give him a big hug and it's all over. Isn't that a blessing from Allah? You can actually blame shaitan. The only problem is when the young people watch us do bad things in Ramadan and they start saying, but I thought the shaitans are all tied up in Ramadan, right? We become little shayateen ourselves. Allah forgive us. 
the little devil in us is actually activated as much as the others are tied we're still let loose so my brothers and sisters yes we blame shaitan number one number two is we actually seek comfort in taqdeer in destiny when we say it was predestined that this was going to happen we're not trying to run away from responsibility but it calms us down subhanallah a man once pinched he stole at the time of umar bin khattab anhu. so they brought him along and they wanted to punish him penalize him because he committed a crime subhanallah and he was very intelligent you know what he says he says oh amirul mu'minin oh umar bin khattab you want to punish me when it was already predestined that i was going to steal it would be unfair to punish me did he have a point he has a point right it's predestined i was going to steal why are you punishing me he has a point but he was intelligent not knowing that umar bin khattab anhu was much more intelligent and he knew how to explain it he says you know what and it was written that we were going to punish you mashallah subhanallah if it was written you were going to steal it was written that we were going to punish you and he was ordered to be punished subhanallah what is meant here is don't lose your goodness because of something that went wrong in your life don't remain a good person if someone smashed into your motor vehicle may allah protect us and our motor vehicles and our belongings and our loved ones before our belongings i promise you you have every right to seek justice you have every right to claim whatever needs to be claimed within what is fair and correct and reasonable but you don't have a right to come out and disrespect people who've just made a mistake and bumped into your car they didn't do it intentionally tomorrow it could be you it could be a family member of yours sometimes you have someone bump into the car because your car is so expensive you come out and you start yelling and abusing a person who could have been the wife of a very respectable respectable person or the daughter or the sister i'm talking of if they were female or it could have been someone you don't even know it was just a mistake when you yell yours was worse because it wasn't just a mistake you were in control of that at a certain point now you prove that you're actually lower than the two in terms of character and conduct you lost your cool but come out Firstly, comfort the person. Remember as a human being, what is more important? Your belongings or the life of the people? What's more important? Tell me. Life. Absolutely. So thank Allah you're safe. Thank Allah the person is safe. Nobody died. Nobody was hurt or injured. And if they were, the first question is, are you okay? And the first statement to yourself is Alhamdulillah could have been worse. At least nobody's harmed or nobody's died. This is what Islam requires of us. This is what Allah Almighty, the Creator, wants from us. And you come out and you say, Are you okay? Is it, are you sure you're fine? I think we, we may want to need to get some help here. That is a human being. That is a true believer. You're concerned about the life before your car 
the damage, the cars, we can get more tomorrow and we don't even need them. The stuff that was lost, we can always replace it. But it's human beings that you need to reach out to. Do you know myself as a Muslim and you, you can see what I look like, right? And nowadays on the globe, you know what they say about guys who look like me. I don't even need to repeat it, subhanAllah. They say we're the calmest and coolest people on earth. Is that what they say? Is that what they say? May Allah grant us ease. Well, we're trying to change that stereotype by the will of Allah. And I remember once many years ago, many years ago, someone bashed into my vehicle and I'm quite sure the sister was on her phone. And you know what? It was quite a bad damage. The damage was quite bad. I came out and I was smiling. Mashallah. So that really broke the ice because the sister was frozen in the car, you know. Non-Muslim woman, frozen in the car. When she saw the smile, she built the courage to come out, mashallah. Because you see this big bearded guy and I just bashed into his car. You're wondering who it must be and then he comes out of the vehicle. Imagine, subhanallah. And you know what happened? As I came out and I smiled and she started coming. I said, sister, are you okay? I'm honest. Are you okay? Do you know that that changed her whole perception of Muslims? Completely. Total change. Are you okay? Are you sure everything's fine? Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. What, I said, no, no, calm down. Take a deep breath. Take it. It's okay. It's fine. Don't worry. Oh, subhanallah. I swear to you, it makes a big difference. Very big difference. Show your human side to begin with. And when you're a believer, it comes out naturally. Naturally. You're a human being. Your child broke a glass. Typically, some years back, I don't know about now, I hope things are different, but some years back, dad would say, what on earth has happened? And so many swear words, and perhaps a spank or two, astaghfirullah. This was years ago, by the way, right? I don't want to say nowadays, mom would also do that. No, she wouldn't. Actually, now, things... I hope they have changed. They need to change. We need to develop ourselves. It's no longer about shouting and screaming and swearing and beating. That's your child. It's okay. The glass, Allah didn't want it. The glass came with a date of death. Just like human beings would come with a date of death. The expiry was known by Allah even prior to the manufacture of that piece of utensil or whatever it may have been. But Allah did it. Just to watch you. What are you doing? How did you react? I know this. Allah already knew before you entered the home and even prior to you purchasing the glass. It's going to break one day and your son is going to break it. This is one example, but I can give you a bigger example. Your child might illegally take away your vehicle and make a massive accident with it. And what do you do? May Allah never let that happen to us. Just say, Amin. But if it does happen, take it in your stride. Understand, deal with it. And you will be able to deal with it in a better way when your emotions are calm. Calm yourself. You need the deep breaths more than anyone else. You need to say, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, whatever else it may be. Praise Allah, thank Him. Look at how bad it could have been, it would have been. Sometimes Allah wants you to miss the flight because of so many factors you may never know. But man, unfortunately, makes haste. And he wants everything how he wants it, when he wants it, exactly the way he wanted it, completely. And if something goes wrong, man likes to vent. 
when I say man here, I'm talking of humankind. Blame others. Don't blame. You might want to teach. I will teach my child, my son. You know what? I'm glad you're not hurt. I'm glad, subhanAllah, that everything is okay. You're fine. The glass broke, no problem. We're going to replace. But I just want to let you know, if it happens a second time, perhaps, you want to let them know, this is how you hold a glass. Have you ever taught them how to hold a glass? The answer is no. I remember when I was little and I dropped some milk and my mother just asked me a question with, with a lot of love. Didn't they teach you at school? Didn't they teach you anything at school? I think the older folk, when they went to school in the 1940s and 30s, they used to teach them how perhaps not to drop the milk. Okay. And I looked at her and I started laughing. I said, Mom, they don't teach us those things. They teach us one plus one is two. They don't teach us how to hold the milk. And you know what? To be very honest, nobody taught us how to carry the milk. No one. And now that I'm much older and I've got my own children, how can I blame them for something I haven't taught them? I didn't. No one's taught them. You see, those visitors came home the way you sat was unacceptable, but mom, did you ever show me how to sit? I was just being myself. I had a brother the other day, VVIP. He, he was at home in the VVIP lounge and he put up his feet on the sofa and he's sitting beautifully, so comfortable. And someone walked in and just gave him the daggers, you know, looked at him with the eyes. I'm thinking to myself, so the brother says, hey man, you know, just enjoy yourself, sit, relax. What's the point of being a big VVIP when I cannot, you know, take off my shoes and lift up my feet? That's the real VIP, right? But no, we're too embarrassed. How could you do that? What will they think of you? Hey, what will my toes think of me, man? What will my feet think of me? I didn't even lift my feet up. What's the big deal? The trends will change when you change them. Enjoy yourself, but respectfully. Be respectful. I know it doesn't mean you just go somewhere like right now. I mean, we're all seated here and someone says, I'm going to lift my feet up right now. And then you have that bottle of the orange juice and someone's putting their toes at the top. Now that's unrealistic, unreasonable, unacceptable. You need to know where to draw the line. And if someone does do that, I think it would be quite difficult to reach out to them positively, but we'd have to. We'd excuse them perhaps. Maybe, you know, this person's going through a little bit of tension, you know, some form of stress perhaps. And that's their way of releasing it. May Allah grant us ease. I tell you, my brothers and sisters, over the last few weeks, over the last few weeks, I've been talking about so many different topics. One thing that's come up more than once is the issue of when things don't happen your way. And then they don't. You need to be more excited than you would have had they happened your way. You need to be more excited. I tell you why. I want something this way. Allah doesn't want it that way. Who's more important? Allah. Allah doesn't want it that way. And He knows within His own divine knowledge that this is not going to be and it's not good for you. Or it's somewhere down the line something's going to go wrong. If Allah knows that and He keeps it away from you and you don't know and you're upset. You can't be upset. If it didn't happen my way, it happened the way of the one my entire life is dedicated to. Who's your entire life dedicated to? Your maker. Your maker, subhanAllah, the one who made you. 
Your life should be dedicated to Him. He allows you to have other dedications. You're dedicated to your kids. You're dedicated to your spouse. I hope, inshallah. You're dedicated to a few other things, perhaps. That dedication is not worship. It's actually a lesser dedication because ultimately He who made you and He whom you're going to return to, who is He? He's Allah. I'm going to return to Him. And every single thing I have with me or on me or around me, I'm going to leave it and go back to Allah. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. That's a little supplication. We say when someone passes away or when something bad happens, we utter that mostly. It means we belong to Allah and we're all ultimately going to return to Allah. My brother, whoever did this sound, thank you so much. It's absolutely on the button. Do you agree, guys? MashaAllah. Don't we don't they deserve credit for sorting it out? MashaAllah. May Allah bless you guys. Grant you goodness and ease. Look at the smile. MashaAllah. MashaAllah. You got a free dua, my brother. Had the sound not gotten wrong, you wouldn't have got that dua from us, right? MashaAllah. Alhamdulillah. May Allah bless you guys. So one of the most important lessons that I've learned from the life of Muhammad is he gave importance to everyone. He gave them a lot of importance, everyone. There's something amazing that I've read that always impresses me. There are so many things, but one thing stands out. When the companions describe him, they say, لا يحسب جليسه أن أحدا أكرم عليه منه All those who were around him, not a single one of them ever felt that there was anyone else more special to him than them. Wow. Did you hear what I just said? So imagine if Abu Bakr is sitting there, radiallahu anhu, he felt, ah, you know what, I'm the most special to him. The way he treated everyone, even the others, every one of them felt, I'm the most special. He cares for me the most. Subhanallah. What a miracle. That was from Nubuwa. That's prophethood. That is the Nabi of Allah, the most blessed of creation, the most noble, subhanallah, the highest in rank. He had these miracles. One is mentioned to us, he would treat us with so much, if we were there, so much love, affection and care that each one would think, you know what, I'm the most special to this person. In our lives, we've gone so wrong, yet we claim to be followers of the same messenger, those whom we are supposed to make feel that they are the most important. They are the very ones who say, I mean nothing to this guy. Do you agree? Don't worry, sisters. The brothers are not looking that side. You can agree with me. We make people who are supposed to be the most important people in our lives feel like they're not even worth being in our lives. That's where we're failing. Give importance to everyone. Those you know, those you don't know. Those you agree with, those you disagree with. A sickness we have, and it's something I'm very, very saddened that I find online by practicing Muslims and others who are supposed to be educated people, sometimes in disagreement, it's more about the hate than the disagreement. And they don't know that you can disagree with full respect. I love you, I care for you, and I totally disagree with you. Can that happen? Can you disagree with someone totally, completely, 
and still love them, care for them? Yes, you can. You care for them. I don't like the thing you're doing. I mean, we have sometimes family members, children, friends, etc. who have some bad habits. Spouse sometimes, very bad habit. Hooked onto something we really feel is something we don't agree with completely. What happens? We love to see them come. We know Allah will bring them. They will come. Allah loves them. The Sahaba radiallahu anhum, all of the companions, at some stage, they were not Muslim. They were, a lot of them were actually what we would term mushrikeen, which Allah says is the worst sin that someone could commit, association or partnership with Allah. No one ever lost hope. You know, Khalid ibn al-Walid ibn al-Mughira radiallahu anhumah, he was a warrior. He participated against the Muslims in battles such as the Battle of Uhud. You may go back and search about that battle where there was a, quite a lot of harm and damage that happened against the Muslims at the hands of the same man known as Khalid ibn al-Walid ibn al-Mughira radiallahu anhumah. And guess what? After that, the Prophet, peace be upon him, met his brother, Al-Walid ibn al-Walid, who became a Muslim. And he kept asking him, where's your brother? Allah will bring him one day. Where's your brother? Look at the concern. The concern for someone who has caused the martyrdom of so many Muslims. Here is the, the heart of love, the heart of the Prophet ﷺ. He disagreed with the action completely. He actually, obviously, would totally disassociate from that type of behavior. But he kept asking, where is he? Allah will bring him. Allah is going to come with him. He's going to come. Have hope in people. Allah changes hearts. Just like a good person can become bad, a bad person can become good. It's not the person, it's actually the deeds. And like I said earlier, the devil. It's shaitan. And it really is shaitan. One day Khalid ibn al-Walid comes to Medina Munawwara. I'm cutting the long story short. And you know what? He has a question. For the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. They were not surprised he came. Do you know why? They knew if the messenger وسلم, is saying that this man's going to come, he will come. He'll come forth. And he says, oh messenger, I've done a lot of bad in my life. I have, you know what, some of what I've done. I've done so much. Will I be forgiven? Some of us feel like that sometimes. We've done so many wrong things and we think, will I be forgiven? Before I get to the story of Khalid ibn al-Walid, let me tell you, you will be forgiven. Even as a Muslim, even no matter what, you will be forgiven for as long as you're alive, you're breathing and you seek forgiveness, you will be forgiven. Don't ever doubt it. Because, and I want to divert for a moment, I tell you, if you committed a sin, major sin, Allah tells you, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Allah instructs the messenger to tell us all, O oh you who have transgressed against yourselves in a big way, no matter what you've done, don't lose hope in the mercy of Allah. What did Allah say? What did Allah say? Don't lose hope in the... Say it aloud. Don't lose hope in the... Mercy of Allah. Remember what you just said today, right? So, which means if you were to lose hope in the mercy of Allah, you've insulted Allah. 
He told you not to do that and you're doing exactly that. Which means if you were to lose hope in the mercy of Allah, shaitan has now caught you from a different angle. There are people who commit a minor sin and then they seek forgiveness from it and it haunts them, not because they were not forgiven, but because the devils now thought of a different trap to get hold of them. Don't let that happen to you. Be convinced I'm forgiven. I'm a new person. Even if people think whatever they want to think, I'm a new person. Allah knows I know. I'm forgiven. It's wiped out. It's gone. And here's my chance. Allah gives you a million chances, countless chances for as long as you're alive. So the rest of the verse, Allah says, In Allah, Allah will forgive all your sins. For indeed, He is the most forgiving, the most merciful. When your child does something, cute little child does something totally absurd. Aren't you quite forgiving? Well, Allah's a billion times more forgiving than that to all of us. Subhanallah. Don't lose hope in the mercy of Allah. So Khalid ibn al-Walid radiallahu anhu, he says, Will I be forgiven? The Prophet Muhammad says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Khalid, inna al-Islam yajubbu ma qabla. What you're about to do, Say your shahada. It will wipe out everything bad you've ever done in your life. And there is the same narration of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, for you and I, for you and I, that tawbah, which means repentance, will delete everything that you've done in the past. Everything bad. It's amazing. You know, if someone goes for hajj and that hajj is accepted, Two questions. Number one is, how do you know Hajj is accepted? People ask, I've been for Hajj. How, how can I tell that my Hajj is accepted? It's quite easy. Did your life change positively? If it did, inshallah, that Hajj was accepted. If you came back and you still were in your own old bad ways and habits, how can you say it was accepted? You might have fulfilled the farad. But you know what? You may not have achieved the proper reward you're supposed to because the Prophet ﷺ says if whoever goes for Hajj and they observe what they have to and abstain from what they have to abstain from, they will come back as clean as the day they were born. So that brings me to the second point. Do you know what that means? Actually, you will be even cleaner than the day you were born. Can I explain why? Say I've done 20,000 good deeds and 20,000 bad deeds. I went for Hajj. When I come back, what happens? What is deleted? The bad deeds. What happens to the good ones? Are they also deleted? It's not like your phone when you restore factory settings and all your top apps are gone. Subhanallah. No way. Everything that's beneficial remains. Look at how amazing that is. So when the Prophet ﷺ says you return back as pure as the day you were born, he's only talking about the sins being deleted. He's never ever talking about the good deeds being deleted because it's not like you're starting a clean slate. The slate is clean, but it's got on it a lot of goodness that's already there. I did 20,000 deeds before I went for Hajj. That's not going to go. That's still there. That's the mercy of Allah. Selective formatting. Imagine. Amazing. So then Khalid ibn al-Walid radiallahu anhu stretches his arm and he says on that condition I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship besides Allah. On what condition? The condition that I'm forgiven because I'm so embarrassed what I did. You know what he did. Some of what he may have did. And you know what? It hurt him. It, he was sad. 
He couldn't stomach the fact that he did so much of bad and now he's going to turn to Allah. That happens in our little lives sometimes. We do bad, we lead a life that wasn't so grand, we are not, you know. And then after a while we think, but how can I turn? How can I come to Allah? My brother, my sister, keep trying and move at your own pace. Don't let people pressurize you to the degree that you feel, I don't want to do this anymore. Because that's what shaitan does to us. He introduces a few people to us that are outwardly very religious. And instead of making us feel encouraged a little bit, they make us feel like you're doomed anyway. Subhanallah. You know, I had a sister come up to me once and she told me, you know, brother, I, uh, before, I'm going to say it to you because it's very beneficial, right? She says, before I used to show all my legs when I used to walk around and Alhamdulillah, I thank Allah, now I cover my legs. She's telling me, so am I doing the right thing or the wrong thing? Now, I've got a bit of an issue because I want to encourage her because mashallah, it's a huge step, Right? And I don't want to let her think that you can stop where you are. I want her to think about growing closer and closer and developing yourself even further. So I told her, sister, just keep going. Just keep going. You're on the right track. Don't let anyone take you away. Imagine if I have an intention that I'm going to finish the recitation of the Quran between now and the 30th of the month of January or the 31st. And I start doing it a little, a little, a little every day. If I were to die or something were to happen to me, Allah will reward me for the intention, not based on what I achieved or didn't achieve. Did you know that? A few days ago, yesterday, I think I tweeted that to say we thank the Almighty that He judges you ba- not based on what you've achieved, based on what you intended to achieve. Subhanallah. Amazing. Sometimes you achieve something big, but your intention was not that grand. Are you going to get a reward for it? You need to go back and search. So to encourage the sister or the brother who is just about struggling to get closer to their maker, because you want that brother and that sister to start off with the things that you want them to start off, you've already tried to divorce them from the mercy of Allah. Don't do that. That is something we need desperately on the globe today to be able to encourage people holding their hands and telling them, you know what, keep going, you're doing the right thing, don't give up, don't go back. Don't let anyone make you feel like Allah doesn't love you because you know what, He does. And you know what, you walk towards Him, just make sure you're not walking away from Him. That's all. The world out there is so free that people can Do what they want on the globe. It doesn't mean as a Muslim, I can do what I want. It doesn't mean that. I'm governed by rules and regulations. But you know what? I'm not a perfect Muslim. I will make mistakes. I will sin as well. I'm a human. And so will all of us. No one is perfect. Look at people and empower them. Encourage them. Give them that importance. I started off by telling you that the Prophet ﷺ's quality was giving importance to people such that they felt they were the dearest to him. Can you do that? Try. We won't achieve it completely because we're nowhere near. But keep trying. And one day you may be resurrected with the same Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, simply because you tried to adopt some of these qualities even from a distance. You have a person who looks different. You have a person who is financially a nobody, struggling. You have a person who might not be having proper clothing. Maybe they're, you know, tatty or whatever else. You have someone who is crying, someone who is okay. 
all of them are your brothers and sisters. The day you realize that is the first day you would be able to recognize your maker. Did you hear what I just said? My whole life, we are believers. My whole life is about pleasing Allah. That's my life. About pleasing Allah. How can he be pleased when he has made certain people and things and creatures that I have no regard for whatsoever? Can you be close to Allah? You can fulfill 10 prayers a day. You're not going to get the holistic closeness to Allah. Humble yourself. This is why we've been taught a sign of piety is when you are so brilliant in your character and conduct, you are more pious than those who are fulfilling something outwardly perhaps, but their character doesn't show it at all. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease. May Allah open our doors. Say Ameen. Don't worry, don't worry. I know it was a bit hectic, but just say Ameen. MashaAllah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us paradise. May He help us to help others, empower people, speak to them with respect, show kindness, let them restore their confidence in humanity. People have lost confidence in humanity. They've lost confidence in males. That's why I say, where are the males who can be polite, who can be helpful, who can be courteous and, and helpful to the degree that the dignity, that confidence in that gender is restored because many men out there would only do something if they were getting something in return nowadays. I'm so sorry to say this. I know they're all brothers here, but don't worry. You try to harm me. I've got a whole host of sisters who punch you up, mashallah. <laughs> but it's a fact. A fact meaning we need to go and search ourselves. I know we've had a lot of examples of a lot of people. You help someone. Are you a person who can help them? Solely because you love your maker. You're trying to impress Allah. And this person, I'm going to help them without wanting anything in return besides the pleasure of the Almighty. And Allah speaks about it in the Quran. <laughs> those who feed and those who clothe others if they were correct in their belief, they would say, listen, we have clothed you and fed you solely for the pleasure of Allah. We don't even want you to say shukran. We don't want a recompense from you and we don't even want to thank you from you. We don't even want to thank you. Because you know what? It's got nothing to do with your thank you. If it comes from you, it's from you. But Allah, if He accepts it, everything is done. I did it for Him. Like I always say, you know what? brother? The brother told me I have 30 minutes, but... I'm into injury time. Do you remember what happened at the beginning? Payback. Mashallah. We were smiling when the sound went wrong. Please be smiling when I'm taking my time. Mashallah. Can I go on a bit, my brothers, sisters? Thank you. So I tell you, when you are being kind to someone, ask yourself, why am I kind to them? Ask yourself. You will only be a valuable person the day you take that kindness to the next level, and that is, you're not just kind to those who are kind or those you think deserve your kindness, but you are kind to those who are not kind to you because I'm not being kind to you because I think you deserve it. I'm being kind to you because Allah loves those who are kind. Thank you. You find the, the, the point? Wallahu yuhibbul muhsinin. 
Different wording in the Quran. Allah says, Allah loves those who are kind. So I'm kind. I will be very kind. Even if it's someone who doesn't like me, it's okay. I'll smile and look like the fool for the moment. But I know Allah, I told him, I did that for you, man. Impressing who? Impressing Allah. That's what we need. That's what we're lacking in the ummah. People argue and fight about so many things amongst us as Muslims, not realizing the quality of our life has deteriorated in all these arguments. I'm not belittling the importance of knowledge. It's absolutely superb. I'm not belittling the importance of trying to get as close to Allah, both outwardly and inside. But all I'm saying is, you know what? We're sometimes getting lost in certain matters without developing ourselves. Those around us are suffering because of our attitude and character. People, we treat them so badly. We become the biggest racists on earth. Someone's a different race or a color. We treat them so differently. A person comes from a different country or a different part of the same country. And we don't even allow family members to marry them. That, by the way, is the problem of the age today. Cosmopolitanized. I always say, back in the day, our folks never interacted with people beyond their own village. So they would never ever think of getting their kids married to a person from the neighboring village. Today, we've interacted with people from all over the world. It's got nothing to do with Islam. It was your own rule you made from your pocket, by the way. Pocket. Straight. Remove it. Take it out. If the person is good, if their deen is okay, if their akhlaq is okay, and both would like it to happen, you're only a true believer and you only have understood who your maker is when you say, Oh my maker, as much as I had dreams for my daughter, as much as I had dreams for my daughter, and I really had so many things in mind for her, you know what? She's come up with, or someone has come up with something that both of them are very excited. The dean is good. The character is good. You told us to just look at those two things. I'm going to let it happen and I'm leaving it in your hands. Oh, my maker. That's now a believer in Allah. The others, they have a lot of work. They have a lot. People will bring about religious guys to say, no, 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 no. You know, when, when, the, when the two of them are not from one race, it doesn't work. It's not allowed in Islam. Oh, where did you get that from? Which Quran are you reading? The King James Version. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Not at all. Doesn't exist. You let it happen. As much as you don't want it. Yes, if the person is wrong in the sense that they don't have the characteristics or that they don't, they don't meet the mark in the sense that they have bad habits and qualities and your child is being blinded, you can address the matter. You can then, for a good reason, you can actually say, listen, you know what? I think you're making a huge blunder here. I've known of people who've left Islam simply because of this point I'm talking about now. They've left Islam. They, they lost confidence in the Muslims. There was nothing wrong with Islam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us. The day you understand who the people are around you, you will have understood your maker. And I, I want to end with repeating that because it's a powerful point, right? You know what? You're trying to impress Allah. You're living for Allah who created you. He did not just make you. He made everybody else. And if you want to prove you love Him, prove that you love those things that are connected to Him, that He made, that He has placed around you. He made it. That's why as Muslims, we have to be kind to all other humans, to animals, 
to the, to the entire ecosystem, we have to preserve it. We have to make sure that we respect it because it is all part of the creation of Allah. You're not allowed to go around and be destructive. You must make sure you're an upright human being. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all ease. Thank you so much, my brother. You know, I just realized something. What I planned to say and what I said, two totally different things. Guess why? Guess why? Say them one loud word, please. Allah indeed, but the sound. Sound went AWOL at the beginning. And as a result of that, subhanAllah, Allah took us through a whole different topic and I addressed it. And I pray that it has touched every single one of us in our lives in one way or another. And I know it would have. The reason is, it's like me telling you guys, who has five fingers? Everyone puts up their hands, right? Because we have five fingers. There might be one or two who might be blessed not having the five fingers. But I promise you, it doesn't make me a person who knows the unseen. I'm addressing real life matters. And that's why we call it a motivational evening. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all. I pray that I'll have a moment a little bit later to greet every single one of you. So just take your time, relax, and may Allah bless us all. Let's continue with the rest of the evening. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.